Yo! We are Brooke and Sid. And we're talking BS. Belief systems, of course. (laughs) Thoughts create our realities, and we are passionate about creating better thoughts. Join us as we figure out life from the inside out. Figure out what's holding you back and how to get out of your own way. Come Come join join us as as we talk talk BS. Hello, legend. Yo! Brooke and Sid. What's up? Welcome to another episode of Talking BS. With Brooke and Sid. That's us. Yeah. And this one's, this one's a, a fun one because well, yeah. I have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. So usually with our episodes, we, you know, plan it out a little bit. So there's a little bit of structure. We have a whiteboard with our little dot points that we cover. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we have, a, we have something to go off. But yeah. today. This is a surprise for Sid. It is. Sid has no idea what's happening because it's all, it's a Brooke show today. It's so if you don't like you. me, click off because yeah, you're going to hate it. it. You're going <laughs> to hate it. But I'd say it's more so like a potluck thing. So this cool. is a quite a vulnerable episode today okay. because it's going into an experience that I had on the weekend. An experience that um, led me to absolutely spiral okay. in a bad way right. for the best thing. Oh. I know it doesn't make sense. Oh, I love it. Stay okay. tuned. Strap yep. in everyone yeah, for okay. bumpy talk, ride yep. today. Okay, talk to it. Talk to us. An underlying BS that I didn't even know was an underlying BS. Yeah. So we preach this, right? We mm. preach, you know, get aware of your, your underlying BSs that may be holding you back. Coming from someone who preaches the work, yeah. who is a confident, happy person, mm. I wouldn't think that I'd be sitting in this chair telling this story today, but... I think, you know, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. I believe that even though it was probably one of the worst experiences that's ever happened to me mentally, I think Mm. um, the reason that we have this podcast is to share stories like this and to relate to people. I think it's it's, um, even so much more interesting that we do have this podcast and we do preach this work and it comes from someone who, you know, lives this lifestyle and it will be relatable to people that think that, they don't know what a BS is or to think, oh, it's so hard to explain. Okay, I'm going to stop trying to explain <laughs> just it and just launched, get into the story. Yeah. Okay. What happened? So I have been having stomach issues for like the last four years, which is like really, really bad bouts of nausea. Mm. And, um, you know, my stomach will just get super bloated sometimes. I'll just feel so sick to the point where I'm like, no, I'm going to vomit. Like I'm going to vomit oh, yeah. for four years. Wow. At least. Wow. The only reason I know it's been going on for four years is because last time I went to the doctor a few weeks ago, um, she referred me to a physician because even she was like, I don't, I don't know what's causing this. You know, we've done allergy tests for food. Um, and then I would start to have these episodes where my mind would just blank out. Like I'm talking, I mean? thought it was like a stroke. What? Without the facial. Like I would have moments where I would just, the last time that it happened, I was cleaning my house. And I would just be like, oh, my God, I'm going to faint. Oh, my God, I feel sick. I need to sit down. I lose all ability to talk, all ability to read. I've checked my blood pressure. I've checked my blood sugar. Everything's fine. But I'm like, something is not wrong. Like, I actually, I can't function when these things happen. So I went to the doctor and she referred me to a physician. He said, okay, I think it's celiac disease. Mm. Now, four years ago, when I went to a doctor saying, you know, I'm having these random bouts of nausea, like it's, it's really, really bad. He said, okay, I think it's gastritis, which is like the inflammation of your stomach lining. And I was like, I don't care what it is, just I want it fixed. Yep. And then I took whatever he gave me at the time, those pills to fix gastritis. And then obviously it 
didn't work properly. Maybe it worked for a little bit of time, but it came back. And um, so the physician, when I went, this was only last week or two weeks ago, he said, all right, let's get you in for some celiac blood tests mm. and uh, CT scan on the stomach to make sure there's no stomach ulcers or anything. So um, I went to the doctor a couple of days ago praying mm. that it was celiac disease. That's mm. how bad these nausea things would get. Like, I'm just like, I hope just that she... Closure, yeah, just, have, just to know. Just to have something yeah. to stop the pain because yeah, it was wow. so bad. And it's starting to get debilitating. We're like, I'll be teaching. And, like, I'm a dance teacher. We're active people. We need to be loud. We need to be, you know, on the, on the ball all the time. Yeah. But these, this was starting to, like, really affect the way that I would live and the way that I would teach. And, you know, it was starting to be more apparent and more like stronger mm. in the sense that it would start to really um, bring me down while I was teaching. I wouldn't have the energy that I would usually do. So I went into her praying that it was celiac disease. Cause then I'd be like, I'd stop eating gluten. I'll feel better all of the time. Mm. Like I'm, I'm so ready for this to be a disease. Yep. That's, I was crossing my fingers. Yeah. So I walk in there. And she says, okay, so let's go through your blood tests that he took. Um, all of them are fine. You don't have celiac. I bawled my eyes out oh. in her office. That's how bad I wanted there to be a problem. Yeah. So I'm going, okay, I hope there's like a stomach ulcer or something. So she gets a CT scan. She goes, everything's fine. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What is this? What, like this can't. Surely I can't be feeling this much pain yep. for nothing to show up on tests. Mm. So then she goes, I mean, it might be IBS, which is something that you can't test in a blood test. Mm. Uh, and she's like, follow this diet, this low FODMAP diet. Now, this was on Friday or Thursday last week. So since hearing that, my mind lost the plot. Mm. Do you know why? Why? What? If it's not showing up in scans or blood tests for four years doctors haven't been able to figure it out yeah. where else could the problem be yeah in my mind yeah <sighs> okay so i've started to come to the conclusion maybe it's all in my head right really i'm like wow. what would cause nausea yeah. anxiety yeah i'm not an anxious person mm. i don't feel anxiety like i'm a dance teacher yeah I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. Like, I'm not anxious. The next morning, I woke up and cooked myself some breakfast, the same breakfast that I had two days ago, which was a piece of toast with avocado, egg, spinach. I put it in my mouth and I gagged. I, I couldn't even swallow the breakfast. From that very second, I said something's wrong with my head. I can't swallow food. It's not that I didn't want to. It's not that I wasn't hungry. There was like a jail, like a block at the back of my throat that was preventing food from going down. Mm. It immediately brought back feelings from my childhood. I was always last at the dinner table, always, because mm. I couldn't eat. Food would make me sick. Yeah, like I would what? literally put pumpkin in my mouth and go to vomit. That's how bad it was. Right. And then I remember my mum saying, there was one time that I was sick with like the flu or something, she gave me medicine, but I refused to take it. And I jumped up and down to the point that I vomited. <clears throat> like, that's some mental wow. stuff. Hey, who does that? Since who does that? How old were you? Oh, little. Yeah. I don't remember that moment, yep. but I, she tells me that moment. Yep, yep. So that day and the next day, I felt my body start to have panic attacks. Or the whole weekend, I was in a constant state 
the worst state of fight or flight I've ever been in. My heart was pounding, my heart rate was up near 100 and I'd just woken up. I was feeling sick. I can almost guarantee you I was depressed on the weekend. Mm. I felt depression. I was laying in my bed one night on Sunday night, quivering. My body was quivering. My mind was sick. Like I, I, okay, I went through grief. I lost my dog, like my baby two years ago. That doesn't even touch the sides of what my brain was doing on Sunday. I could not control thoughts. I was not myself. I couldn't laugh. I couldn't feel. I was in my bed quivering at 5 p.m. going, I I feel sick. Like from head to literally toe inside and out, I feel rotten was the words. I would not wish that sort of mental capacity on anyone. It was horrible. It was so bad. Wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. So I called my sisters and I was like, something is wrong. And one of my sisters said, I know something's been wrong with you for the last couple of months. I've been noticing you're, you're getting work, like you're just down. You're not, right. you're not your normal self. I was like, no, I don't think I was. She's like, dude, you was. You yeah. are, like you were. Yeah, yeah. I've known you my whole life. Yeah. And I was like, wow, maybe I was. Yep. And so they were like, what you're experiencing right now, because they've both experienced depression, yep. you need to get out of bed. Mm. Your brain cannot make serotonin. Mm. It just, it can't do that right now. It's broken. What makes you happy? You need to do something that makes you happy. I said, I don't, I don't know what makes me happy. Just I'm always feel. happy. Yeah, yeah, right. I, just, I don't know a single thing that yeah. I go, yeah, that makes me happy because I'm just always happy. So everything makes me happy. That just stayed. That's yeah. so natural. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll like get up, go outside, do something, start running around at 5 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. I was like, all right, bet at this stage I'm yeah. going to do anything. So yeah. I put my phone on the little pole, started running around and I started smiling and it was freezing. And they were like, see, you're making your body make serotonin. And I was like, wow, okay, that feels good. Yeah. And then in about a minute, I started to backtrack. I started to be like, oh, no, I'm feeling not good. And they'll do something else. Yep. You can't control your brain right now. This is a state of survival. You are surviving. You need to survive by making serotonin. What are you going to eat tomorrow? I'm like, I don't know. They're like, no, that's not good enough. Write down what you're going to eat tomorrow. Because if I don't do anything about that, like how I can't put food in my mouth and swallow it, that is what, that's like anorexia or bulimia. Like that's, that's a your, mental disorder. Yeah. It's just food. I ate the same meal two days ago. Yep. So since then, well, actually let me, I wrote down, I've written down so many things since the weekend and yep. a couple of them are things my sister said to me when I was experiencing depression. Okay. So okay. I'm so lucky that I come from a standpoint of, you know, knowing that it's in my head, knowing that my body's reacting. Mm. And I think the reason that it threw me into such a deep state was because it was so unknown. I did Mm. not know that this nausea that was so real physically was caused by my head. Now, I do still think I have an intolerance to some foods. Yeah. But I don't think... I don't think it would it's make entirely, me so yeah, nauseous right. that I can only think about my inside being rather than my class that I'm teaching. Yeah, right. So this is the thing. And the scary thing about it is people walk around depressed. Yep. And it is the most debilitating sickness, mm. I think, ever. Yep. Like... Oh my God, you just, I stayed in that state for two days and went, that's literally enough. Yep. 
no one should do. Like people literally run families yeah, and that. go to work. And you, have you ever experienced depression? No, touch wood. Not, not to wow. that extent. Yeah. Wow. Like people yeah. that experience depression and go through their everyday life, if you come out the other end, you deserve a medal. Yeah. Like, like I have never. It's yeah. like going through the literal trenches while you're on fire and yeah. covered in tar. Yeah. It feels like something's on you. Like and then having to operate as a functional human being. And go to work. Yeah. Hey, wow. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. But in saying that, clearly I've been in such an anxious state for the last four years that I've been doing it. Depression mm. doesn't come out of nowhere. Mm. It's, a, it's an underlying belief system or yep. some sort of thoughts that lead you to that place. Yeah. That has been me. My, my, uh, now, I don't know where this anxiety stems from. Yeah. And the thing is is my conscious mind is not anxious. Okay. My conscious mind is thinking happy. I'm, you know, I love the day. But clearly... Something. There's an underlying belief there yeah. that is causing my body to feel so nauseous. Now, whether the anxiety stems from vomiting... Yep. And then I went, you know what? I can actually recall every single time in my life that I've vomited. Mm. Up until year three, like when I was eight, I don't remember anything before that. Yeah. But every single time after that, I could tell you where I was. Yeah, wow. What I was doing, who I was with when I vomited. Yeah. And I don't think that's normal. Is is it because you're connect, like you just don't like vomiting so that's a very strong memory or is there a trigger that a common trigger or behavioural pattern that has set that off over that time? No, like when I used to vomit, I would just, it because of food. Right. And I don't like vomiting, so that's probably why. I, okay. But I could have a fear of it. Yeah. Because I don't like it so much. Mm. So then I spoke to my mum and she goes, I don't think it's a fear of vomiting, Brooke. I think it's a fear of being vulnerable. Right. Because I'm not scared of vomiting at home. Right. But in front of people. Yeah. I was like, I hate crying in front of people. Right. I would rather be locked away and deal with it on my own. Why? Probably because I'm scared of being vulnerable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. So when I would start to drive, and now that since I've had this experience, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Every single time I'm nauseous, it's driving to go somewhere. Right. It's a thought of being with people and feeling this way? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So then, so and I know this is so real because i was driving to work the day later yeah and i was like oh i I don't know my stomach doesn't feel very well and then my brain went remember that time you had gastro last year so it's already connected i was like why does that matter yeah literally why does that matter i wouldn't have even noticed that thought because i thought that thought was protecting me i thought i was going yes let's remember those triggers how you felt let's not feel like that so if i do feel like that we'll have to leave whoa because I thought it was the pain that was causing, or like the nausea that was causing the thoughts. Right. I thought it was the pain in my stomach and there was an underlying cause to the pain. Yeah. it was my head. Yeah. And maybe feeling vulnerable was the trigger. Yeah. Like if I go to teaching and I feel sick, then I'm going to have to, I can't vomit in front of the kids. Mm. But then I can't leave the class because then you leave kids unattended. Yeah. Yeah, remember that time you had gastro? Yeah, okay, so if you feel that sick, you will have to leave, but make sure you get a teacher before you leave. That was just happening without me even realising. Whoa, and your stomach is your second brain. I know. So 
the nervous system connected between your stomach and brain would be having that conversation yeah without, without your conscious brain as i'm just driving to knowing. work thinking about the cory that i'm about to teach yep but and it would be having in the a f- background yeah and i wasn't even aware of it yep because you weren't listening for it. You, no, you, I wasn't. No, I was protecting no myself. To, yeah. Because I thought the pain just stemmed from a disease. Yep. That's how bad it used to get. Yep. But it's actually stemmed from my brain. From your subconscious. Yeah. And has this fear of... So it's a fear of vulnerability? Maybe. I still haven't figured that yep. out yet. Okay. But, but I know that, there's something. That subconsciously causing this physical reaction yes and that's the thing it's a physical reaction like it's from an emotional something yeah yeah okay yeah so since then i've been doing so much research i've been doing so much looking into myself i can now Mm. feel my body reacting before my brain even has a thought that's how used to the program it is yeah okay that's why it's getting worse yep or it was getting worse yep I have never felt more carefree since this experience yep. than I have in the last however many years. I just walk into a room and be like, hey, yeah. what's God? Yeah. Like, there's nothing physically holding me back. Well, there is, but I'm aware of it. Yep. I can feel my body start to be like, oh, my belly feels sick, my legs will jitter, my heart starts to race. Yeah. I just thought it was restlessness. Right. I guess not knowing what to put it down to or you just assume that if there's an underlying sickness, you assume it's a physical sickness. You yeah. assume it's a, yeah. Yeah, a way yeah. of being. Yeah, no, it's all in my brain. It's in your head. Yeah. What? Yeah, someone like me yep. who can have a podcast like this. Yep can go through life with underlying beliefs that physically affect your body. Whoa. If it can happen to me, how many other people is it happening to? Totally. And people who have no... I mean, I know so many friends who have physical issues Mm. that have gone their whole lives being uh, unable to diagnose what it is. Mm -hmm. And to the point where... You know, like there are some with chronic illnesses, Mm. chronic illnesses that manifest in like seven different conditions. Yeah. But there's an, and I've always had this thought, there's got to be an underlying single source. There's got to be something that's like these, the conditions are just physical manifestations. They're symptoms. Yeah. They're not the cause. They are, yeah. So, wow. So you sat with that and how, how deep did you go what did you so deep Sid what did you find so I found that I don't do anything to consciously bring me out of a subconscious program per day I just get up and I start my day right I now get up as soon as I walk outside I put my headphones on I blast music I dance around yep I then exercise yep and then before I go to bed I meditate yeah so as I was writing these things down I'm like man this is hard work and my sisters were like stop it Do you see what you're projecting into the universe? This is hard work. Of course it's going to be hard if you're saying it's hard. Yep. This is Brooke's life. Brooke isn't a dance teacher. Brooke does dance teaching. This is Brooke's life. You need to take care of yourself. It is work. Like it is stuff you need to do every day. You exercise every day, right? Yep, daily. It's so important. And until you reach a state like I did, you don't realize how important it is, even if you think you need it or not. 
Yep. It's and it's a consistent practice. Mm. This is not this, yeah. yeah, it's not just doing it when you feel that way. Mm. You can though yeah. and, and doing it like you no, said. No, but you need to. Yeah. If you're depressed, man, if move you, your body. If you can't yeah. think or feel greater than your current state of being, nothing will change. What you did in that moment in that moment, mm. you moved your body and mm. that kicks your serotonin oh. into gear, right? Yeah. But by doing it every day, I guess you make that production house yeah. a more efficient production house it brings you back to the present moment too yeah. which i thought i was in the present moment too but i was so deep in a subconscious program i wasn't even aware of i didn't even know yeah how do you feel how have you noticed a shift oh i'm a different person okay so I'm now a that you different put, person now that you've put those things into practice mm. what are you feeling or, or how are you are you still noticing any depressive thoughts or no. any okay no i i will I can still, they're almost like a really taken back little me, me, me. And I Uh, can go, shut up. Yeah. Whereas before it was me. It was Like it controlled me. And it wasn't, like I didn't want to, I didn't have suicidal thoughts. Mm. But my God, if that had gone on longer for two days, you'd be insane to not think suicidal thoughts. That's how bad it is. And it's when you can, not, it's, it's, it reaches that point when you can't see no, any alternative. Sid. Oh my God. So to, like, I, grief is like just all of a sudden everything just falls yep. and you're just on a completely different plane and you're so sad and like you can't see and you just don't, you're just, just putting one foot in front of the other. But depression yeah. is just like, it's exactly where you were. I was in a beautiful house with a boyfriend who loves me, two beautiful dogs, financially stable with jobs literally dripping off my fingers yep and i was sitting there with depressive thoughts and anxiety riddled body wow but it just it's like you're exactly where you are and you can see yep but everything's black and you're alone yeah yep that's what it feels like i'm so lucky i have the support network of my sisters i'm so lucky yeah people that don't have a support network are just are literally legends yeah like so amazing and you gotta know that the power is within your own mind like it's so in your own mind and you are the only person that can control it there's other people that can influence you but only you can control it yeah but and sometimes you just need a mirror sometimes you just need to Mm. get it out and if you feel like you don't have someone you can talk to about that i'm just gonna extend our hands Mm, absolutely especially having gone through it oh my god if you need to share Please, anything. Please. I feel like you, I don't. If you're listening to this, I, I want you to know that you always have someone to talk to. Always. Yep. Always. Reach out to us. Have a chat. You are not alone, even yep. though it feels like it. Yep. Oh, it's such a dark place, Sid. But I'm so grateful it happened. Yeah. I'm so grateful it happened. I think the other thing this shows is that everyone is, you know, anyone can go through this. That's what I mean. We're here, we're here with this podcast, you know, teaching and preaching and, you know, we are walking this talk. Yeah. We live this life. Yeah. We're not out here fronting about this stuff. No. But we still go through these human Absolutely. experiences. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like you guys. Yeah. Like we're on the same level. We're yep. all human. Now, I just want to quickly share a few little pivotal sentences that yeah, I've okay, now please. been on the lookout for, you know, like yep. I'm taking control of this subconscious program and i'm flipping it and i know the work that i need to do and i know how to do it yeah but it doesn't happen overnight and i know that so 10 minutes a day for four days if you elevate your emotional state your immune system strengthens by 50 percent 
that's from Joe Dispenza. Yep. A neuroscientist. Like, that's science. Yep. Insane. Wow. 10 minutes a day. That's... 50% yep. in four days. If I love this one. If your personal reality is creating your personality, you are uh, you are a victim. But if your personality is creating your personal reality, then you are a creator. So it's pretty much saying if you are letting your being be influenced from the outside in, you're in that victim mentality. Mm-hmm. You're succumbing to whatever the environment or I mean it could be an internal environment could be those thoughts Mm. but if you are can you give me that second second half one more time if your personality is creating your personal reality so that personality is who you're being yeah from the inside out Mm. yeah so crazy yep now this this really um was great by itself conscious positive thinking cannot overcome overcome subconscious negative feelings wow that's that was me oh that was me Brooke Thompson. by itself Brooke no 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 that oh, was no. joe dispenser but that was, was that? the okay. reality i was living by itself okay, conscious again. positive thinking which yep. is what i was doing yeah cannot okay. overcome subconscious negative feelings Ooh. yep the wow. subconscious will always win yeah yeah it's so much stronger it's 30 percent stronger yep and the su- like the subconscious language mm is one of feeling feelings yeah it lives the in language of the body is feelings the yep. language of the brain is thoughts yeah mm. yeah and i was fit like i couldn't control my heart but interesting to see that immediate connection as well between because we talk about you know the stomach being the second brain mm. and you the, you know the the word gut feeling mm. is is an actual thing it's yeah. a thought you have with your stomach yeah and if your subconscious isn't wired positively mm. to see that manifest in you know, gastric mm. issues mm. or stomach stuff, whether it's your ability to, you know, you, you were struggling to even eat food, but some people yeah. have an ability, uh, uh, you know, they lack the ability to absorb certain mm. nutrients, mm. which is an imbalance in the gut. Yeah. And to think that that imbalance in the gut can be caused by a subconscious something rather than a physical something. Yeah, because in the conscious realm, I was not, I didn't ever experience anxiety. Mm. This, this whole realm of work mm. puts a whole different spin on physical disorders. Yeah, dude. Because the physical disorder, when we, when we present with a physical disorder, we go to a doctor, yeah. we get medication for that disorder. Yeah, you get medication for the symptoms, Correct. not the cause. Nope. And what? like in Joe Dispenza's workshops, people are curing lupus. That's an autoimmune disease yeah. with their mind. Yeah. So then where does it stem from? It must, everything stems from the mind. From the subconscious well, mind. like cancer and stuff, I guess, is in your body. Yep. But it comes from, a, like, I reckon a disease, it's a disease is a dis-ease in the body. Yeah, yep. Couple more things. Yeah, please. So there's this lady called Brene Brown. Have you ever heard yep. of her? Oh, legendary. I didn't yep. know about her. Now this is the thing. So many things are being presented to me. Like, when yep. mum's like, I think you have a fear of vulnerability. Have you heard of this lady, Brene Brown? I was like, no, please tell me more. Yep. I'm just accepting all these things. Yeah. And it's so great. This I love it so much. Yeah, okay. Now, in the absence of belonging and love is suffering. In the absence of belonging and love is suffering. But belonging is the opposite of fitting in. Belonging is the opposite of fitting in. You belong to yourself. Fitting we don't in is define an outside thing, right? Fitting in 
is not an internal Is basing state. your worth on other people's opinions. It's you don't base your self-worth on anyone else's opinion. Ever. And that's the thing is we throw that around in a really cliched way mm. and we almost talk about that in a mindset way mm. but that's not a mindset thought. That is like a gut set thought. That is a body, subconscious, mm -hmm. the connection to the actual impact of what that thought is mm -hmm. is so much deeper than just pos like reaching a place of positive I thinking. I know. Wow. Yep. Now... One thing I want to say to everyone listening is that, and whoever needs to hear this will hear this, is that you are imperfect and you are wired for struggle. Yep. But you are worthy of love and belonging. Yep. I guarantee you, if someone's depressed and they're listening to this right now, that will touch them because depression is deep and you need, you lose all sense of belonging. You feel so alone. But everyone is imperfect and everyone is wired for struggle. But everyone, everyone is worthy of love and belonging. Our worth and our belonging is not negotiated with other people. It's in our hearts. Yep. And belonging is everywhere and nowhere. Yep. Because you belong to yourself. It's and if you belong to yourself and you're under the impression that you will never be alone, you're wrong. At some stage in your life, you will be alone. We are, we're always alone. What I've yeah. learned is, even in, like right now, you and I are talking. Yeah. We're two conscious beings that exist in the oneness. Yeah. But that's the, that's the whole point of the oneness, is yeah. that we are as connected as we are. We are separate. We are. We are. And, we are, and it's not until you sit within yourself and feel that oneness mm. that you'll feel whole mm. if your oneness is reliant on being completed by others mm -hmm. whether it's people or you know experiences that that you won't feel that belonging mm. or oh, that fitting in one really hits deep mm, oh. i know okay because belonging you immediately think i belong to a tribe something yep but that's fitting in yeah and belonging is the opposite yo yo That's all we have time for today. That was huge. That was heavy. Thank you. It was. Thank you it was for a very vulnerable side of me, but that's something I need to work on doing is yeah. being more vulnerable. And I think people love vulnerability. And they love it when people relate. Can I just relate. say, maybe like you were vulnerable and you didn't throw up. I know. You didn't vomit. You didn't, didn't vomit feel once. Sick. I didn't even proud feel of you. sick. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Look at you go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. But anyone can do it yep. and everyone should do it. Yes. But if you cannot think or feel greater than your current state of being, nothing will change. Yep. You have the power to and we all know you do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so lucky to know that I do. Yep. And that's what's helped me get out of it and that's what's helped me see the bright side and how beautiful life is and it's happened in four days. Yep. That's insane. And that's the thing, the, the, the timeline of the flip can be instantaneous well my depression may, lasted for two days imagine people that are depressed for a year it may take you but it may take you 10 years to reach that yeah, point where you but it's the it's the consistency yes. that makes you keep it yep the persistence has led me here yep consistency is what make is what's, what's going to make me keep, keep it, it. and yep. i've already felt like when my alarm goes off at six i'm like i'm tired i want to sleep in yep get up move show up and the thing is no one's making you so you've got to make yourself yes. or don't yeah. And be depressed. But it's your choice. It's your choice. It's Ooh. always your choice. Oh. And 
look in that story as well you had your beautiful sisters as a coping oh, mechanism to, yes. to reach out to yeah so there are and uh, the, the vicious cycle of depression like you said mm. is that sense of loneliness and feeling like yeah. you're going through this alone yeah so if you have if you are experiencing depression mm. look around you look around at the people i guarantee you there are people in your life that are already trying to help yeah depression is that beast that will try to lock them out yep and it's easy to. Yeah. It's so easy to. That's the easy route. Yeah. I could have not called my sisters yep. that day. Yeah. It was harder for me to call them and explain what was going on because it was being vulnerable and I don't like doing that. Yeah. Even though they're my sisters. Wow. Yeah. But I did it because you have to be uncomfortable. You yeah. have to be uncomfortable Reach when you're out, experiencing that. Talk about it to someone. And I'm just going to spin this back to this. There's a whole. We're talking about it now in terms of even men's mental health mm. because. The whole thing of dudes talking about this stuff mm-hmm. is it's getting better and better, mm-hmm. but it's still such a, it's not even an external stigma anymore. It's an internal, I feel like men feel like they can't. But it's also because men are logical beings. Yep. They will think logically before they think emotionally. Yeah. It's so funny because Jack was at home on the weekend when this was happening. And I got up and I started running around and laughing. Yep. And I said, they just told me to get up. And he's like, I could have told you to do that and you would have been pissed off. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because you come from a logical place. Yeah. You go, this is the problem, fix it by doing this. Yep. You ca- that doesn't work with a depressed person. You have to get You need the empathy. Yeah, state, okay. And men, the first way is logically. Yep. They, then they think emotionally. Yep. So it's even harder. Whereas a woman, our first response is emotional. Then it's logic. Yep. So it is so much harder for a man to open up in the first place. Yep. And that's where that feeling would and come that from. And that emotional connection is almost... The emotion is the language of your subconscious. Yeah. Whereas the logical is the language of your brain. Yeah. So if you can tap into that emotional conversation mm. first, then you can actually... You've got a better chance of having a conversation mm-hmm. with whatever that cause is. Yeah. Crazy. So important. Mental health is so important. Yep. And we are here for anyone who needs it. If you feel like... Yeah, if you feel like you just need someone to talk to who you don't know, maybe like... Yeah. Like you said, you know, your sisters were close. Mm. We, we sometimes don't reach out to the people who are the closest. If you need someone who's at a distance, give us a, yeah, drop into our, slide into our DMs. Yeah, no judgment, my at God. All. I came, like, like I said, I was sitting in a beautiful house surrounded yeah. by beautiful people and beautiful dogs and my, like, there's no stresses in my life. Yep. But somehow there was. Yep, subconsciously. And they can be, I'm also doing hypnotherapy, everyone. I'm really excited. Because yeah. I know it's so deep rooted in my subconscious. I can't wait to have a chat after that i know and just see where you went i know yeah. i'm like i could do normal therapy which i probably still will because yolo that's fun yeah but i'm doing hypnotherapy, hypnotherapy next that's week like diving deep diving into straight because i know that's where the problem is yep. it's not in the conscious mind yeah get past it yeah i'll let you know how it goes everyone please thank you so much for listening oh, thank you for thank being you. on this vulnerable journey with me thank you for sharing <laughs> anytime gang we absolutely love you love you all heaps bye, bye.